this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Brian Hall. Brian is the Chief Marketing Officer of Explore St. Louis, which is our own Convention and Visitors Commission, as well as the Executive Director of the St. Louis Civic Pride Foundation. Hello, Brian. Hello. Good morning, Mish. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much so for the invitation. Fun. This is so fun. I was so happy you said yes. Um, well, I love talking about our community. So um, any chance I get to uh, rave about uh, the virtues of St. Louis, I'm quick to take advantage of it. And you are one of my favorite people because I love people that love St. Louis and want to talk it up. Because we've got a lot more cool happening here than than a lot of people realize. And do you find it surprising sometimes, Mish, in your travels that uh, that a lot of St. Louisans really aren't connected with all the cool things that are taking place in the community, and we need to try harder to make sure that we appreciate ourselves. And that's really so, the genesis of the Civic Pride Foundation. I am going to agree with you, and I wonder sometimes if we're kind of we have a homebody issue. And, um, well, and we also, well, COVID has really oh my gosh, had yes. the homebody thing. <laughs> it's kind of set in stone. I myself have been like, I have to get out more. I have to get out more. So when I saw our buddy Ruth Kim had tagged me in a post about the Explorer series, and I was so excited about it because I felt like, oh, we need this right now. We need to get ourselves pushed out the front door of our homes and out and about and and learning more about what St. Louis has to offer. And I have to say, your very first one coming up on February 22nd, Kirkwood Performing Arts Center, didn't even know that existed. It is a fabulous new development right in the heart of downtown Kirkwood, state-of-the-art theater. It is the home of Stages St. Louis. And uh, we we wanted, uh, we've for some time, wanted to shine a light on on the uh, the great new facility and the work that Stages St. Louis uh, continues to do and has been doing for the past 30 years. So we put it at the top of the list. We're leading off with one of my favorite people and one of my favorite places. We're going to be hearing from Jack Lane, who is the executive producer of Stages St. Louis and co-founder. And they're going to be on hand on the 22nd of February at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center to talk about the 2022 Stages season. And the season is going to be absolutely amazing. And it's going to include the world premiere of Karate Kid, the musical. Which, come on. So I put in my newsletter, I was like, I really want to know how they're going to perform Wax On, Wax Off. <laughs> I can only imagine. What a great dance routine. I though, really huh? want to see what this is going to look like. You know, I was like, that that is my, that to me will be the highlight. And I'm told, Mish, that there are actually going to be cars on the set, the cars built into the set. Oh, cool. And they're working out how to engineer that now. But you know what's really cool is that uh, they sought Jack out uh, as a part. Uh, for the express reason of uh, putting the show together, trying it out, uh, assembling the cast, perfecting and performing, and then we're going to export it to Broadway. So here's St. Louis actually being the stair-step-step city 
to Broadway in New York. And, uh, and that's just an amazing honor. And it's a testament to the vitality of the performing arts here in St. Louis and some of the people like Jack Lane that have called here home for decades. That's so cool. And so the, the people acting in it, are they... Are some of them from St. Louis or all from St. Louis? Or what does that look like? It's going to be a combination. I think the majority of them are going to be national performers. Many will be coming from New York. I'm sure others will be coming from L.A. In fact, we're working with stages to put together a, um, a series of welcoming events because they're going to be artists in residence here in St. Louis. And that is so transformative when you when you think about the fact that we're going to be bringing in these people who influence opinions, who work in other cities uh, and and they're going to be coming in. They're going to be spending the better part of a month and a half to two months in St. Louis uh, and and exploring everything that our community has to offer. And that's the kind of opportunity uh, that we always love to seize because we show our best. Seeing is believing. When people come here and they experience St. Louis and the abundance of world-class attractions and amenities and quality of life that we all enjoy, they rave about it. They leave, leave energized and they want to tell others about their experience. So we see that as a fantastic opportunity for us. Oh my gosh, how fun that will be. And you know, it's, it's so true. In fact, we were on a BuzzFeed list recently and the BuzzFeed list was, you know, places you don't think about going to, but that people that go there rave about. And I was crazy excited to see St. Louis was on there. And of course, they talked about they've got this, and and the, you know, entrance fee is free. This one's free. This one's free. Low cost parking. Parking is easy and low cost. You know, we're so spoiled here because if we pay ten dollars for parking for something, we're like, oh it's my outrageous. gosh, are you <laughs> kidding me? Ten dollars. You know, and then you go to to Chicago and you're like, really, sixty bucks to? Wow. Okay. Uh, this is hard. You know. So. We have so much to offer and you know what, and I want to talk more about the Explorer series because what intrigues me about this is that now I have a reason to go check these places out. Like I've known about some of them. So Worldwide Technology Raceway, I didn't know that NASCAR was coming. It's a cup race. It's a NASCAR cup race. It's big. It's really huge. It's a major feather in our cap. And my hat's off uh, to the folks over at at the raceway, uh, particularly Curtis Francois, the owner. And, And he's just been... Uh, the guiding force between behind uh, renovating the track and attracting national events. Not only do we have NASCAR, uh, but we have um, we have IndyCar racing that I think takes place in August. The NASCAR event takes place in June. Uh, we have hot rod racing. We have all the major forms of motorsports that are now happening at the WWT Raceway, uh, which is exciting. So we're going to go out there on uh, the 21st of April. Uh, it's going to be a happy hour event. It's going to be on the infield in the media center. And oh, we're going to cool. hear from Curtis and the team about uh, some of the improvements that they've made to the track and what's in store for the NASCAR Cup race.
How fun. It's going to be a blast. And the other thing that, uh, that I think people forget is that while it's actually in Illinois, uh, you can actually see the Gateway Arch from the stands uh, at the raceway. And it's so close. It's so easy to get to. And you know what's really um, very heartening is that with all the race activity that they're now bringing in, uh, including this upcoming cup race, it's making a major contribution to the uh, tourism component of our community no because kidding. so many people are coming here for these races from well outside of the region and they're sleeping in hotel rooms uh, they're visiting friends and family they're visiting our attractions supporting our restaurants and that's just enormously important and trans uh, transformational for the community when we expose all of these people to what's happening here in st louis and how cool we actually are we, and okay so then we've got there's a third there the other there's two more well, actually I've got I've got one that I'm going to announce that hasn't yet been announced Ooh. on your podcast. Yahoo. Okay, this is going to be a lot of fun because it's not far from your home. Okay. We're going to be at the National Blues Museum. Oh, now I so I I my I've got a buddy who is part of that and it's uh Frank Babcock. Do you know Frank? I do. And so I got to have a personal tour of the museum with Frank one time. Frank rode up on his motorcycle. You know, he's just like Fun. this very interesting character. I love him. But yeah, it was, I was stunned. I'm like, this is right down the street from me. This is such a cool museum. It is. And you know what I, I find is that they've really been underappreciated. Uh, and COVID certainly hasn't well, helped. Right. Uh, and then there was a small fire that happened right next door and uh, it caused water damage. And they're going to be reopening the Blues Museum. And they reached out and they said, we saw that you're doing this event series. We'd really like to be profiled. We'd like to welcome people. We're going to be doing live blues performances again on the, they've got that main stage that actually overlooks Washington right, Avenue. Right. And I said, absolutely. I love what you guys are doing. The fact is that we are a great music town, Mish, right? And Very much so. Live music is happening um, all over the, the community every night of the week. And we, as residents, need to do a better job of A, taking advantage of it, and B, helping people understand the fact that we are every bit as much of a music town as some of those cities that we point to and think that they're the music uh, capitals of the United States. So we got plenty of live music right here in St. Louis, and we were the one of the homes of the blues. We have the only National Blues Museum, so let's celebrate it. Well, so yeah. that's going to be happening in June. Oh, fun. And so, and, and the thing that um, if you go to this museum, that I, I find it fascinating how many people have come through St. Louis and played and been a part of it. The other thing I'm really intrigued about is that they have free concerts. They had free concerts during the summer. They had outside concerts you could go to for free. Just show up, bring your chair. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And at the base of the Gateway Arch, that that blues uh, series that they introduce each year. I'm hoping, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking that they're going to be bringing it back this coming summer. But you're right. There's there's just an abundance of live music. And one of the great stories, I love going through the uh, um, the entire Blues Museum, but one of my favorites is uh, Keith Richards and that great quote from Keith Richards, which has got a life-size depiction of Keith on the wall. And it says, um, if you don't know the blues, don't even bother picking up a guitar and playing rock and roll. Ooh, the blues being Keith. foundational yeah, to right. rock and roll. So I actually had a chance uh, this past September to share that with Mick Jagger 
when they were here for their concert. Did you really? Yeah, it was really funny. He goes, when, when I told him about, you know, Keith's quote and Keith being on the wall, he said, why don't we donate Keith to the Blues Museum? <laughs> that, how fun to me. Yeah. That, that's really Yeah, that was, cool. I just name dropped big time, but hey, forgive me. Please do. I, this is crazy, but I, I, I think I did see him in London, and I kid you not, and I swear the air changed around the place. when I, wa- we, it, I was walking with my daughter, and it, I felt like there was something that changed around me. And I was like, what is And I looked, and I saw this guy walking toward me with another guy, and I'm like, I swear to God, that's Mick Jagger, but I'm too, I don't want to be a dork and be, <laughs> be like, hi, hi, can I get a selfie with you? Because, you know, being from the Midwest, we... We don't see celebrities like other places well, do. Well, that was a heck of a treat, having the Rolling Stones here. No kidding. No kidding. And, I mean, from what I understand, great crowd. It was. It was a capacity crowd. Uh, they they played to nearly a full house and um, and rave reviews. I mean, these guys are, are every bit of 77, 78 years old. And I got to tell you, they had amazing energy and stamina from beginning to end. So my hats are off to They're to doing them. something, and right? They sure are. And I'm so glad that they're still performing. But back to the, the whole idea of music. I think that we need to, as, as a community, we need to do a better job of amplifying, pardon the pun, the musical nature of this community and the venues that we have uh, and, and the fantastic talent that we're growing here. There are many great musicians uh, that, um, that I think are, are on their way to uh, charting a course where their careers are really going to take off. And, and we couldn't be more proud of the music scene here. And I think we just all need to work together to amplify it a little bit more. I love it. And, and I couldn't agree more. It's amazing how much talent we have in St. Louis that people just don't know. And so many cool places to see it. You know, and we've got all kinds of little venues, too, that really do attract an amazing array, like off-Broadway. You know, it attract these really um, people from all over, plus our own area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just with with, uh, Joe Edwards the other day uh, over at Blueberry Hill. We Uh had welcomed a delegation from the WWE that were representing the Royal Rumble. And Joe and I were talking about the pageant. Pageant has a great lineup. And Delmar Hall. And and now we have uh, Michael Steinberg's uh, The Factory. And and The Factory is starting to put a really impressive lineup in place. And it's another fantastic venue. And, of course, we have Steve Fultheer. Theater. Uh, we do a lot of concerts at Enterprise. We do concerts at the Dome and America Center. We do concerts at Bush. Um, and then the smaller venues as well. You're absolutely right. There's no shortage of live music in this community. Every, almost every day of the week, there's something to go do when it comes to music. So then you guys are also going to be going out to the soccer club. Yay. I mean, like how excited we, is St. Louis about this? Or is that are, not happening? It's it's really uh, exciting. Oh, it good. is happening. We are going to be the Civic Pride Foundation and our Explorer Series will be among the first events <gasps> to take place. I'm so excited to see it. In the new stadium. And uh, I've, I've had some conversations with the folks at uh, St. Louis City SC and this stadium is going to be state-of-the-art in every way. They're, they're leaving no stone unturned. They're being very, very progressive and thoughtful and intentional in reference to every aspect of the development of the stadium. It is going to be an amazing experience. But importantly, 
um, it's going to be a St. Louis experience because the food, for example, is being led by Gerard Kraft. Oh, so be on the nice. lookout for lots of local offerings like Balkan Treat Box and other restaurants throughout the community and St. Louis favorites. Uh, the same when it comes to drink. Be on the lookout for some of our favorite beverages made here in St. Louis. Oh, I love Finding that. their way into that stadium. So we're going to have a tour from top to bottom and um, we're going to be doing that in September as soon as they have their occupancy permit. Gotcha. Gotcha. That one I'm so excited about. I mean, it's like my neighbor, right? So I'm watching it go up all the time and, and the progression. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. This is so amazing. <laughs> and we're, we are a soccer town and, you know, high school wise, at least when I was in high school, soccer was the big one, more so than football. I predict that soccer is going going to do enormously well. I mean, this team, they're selling season tickets right now and they're they're flying off the shelf. Oh my gosh, that's and, good. And there there probably is going to be more demand than there are seats. Uh and and so I think it's gonna be a hit. I love the location of the stadium right across the street from Union Station or immediately adjacent to the Enterprise Center. Just think of the entertainment complex that we have now built on that side of the city just off of Market Street. Right. We have a world-class aquarium. We've got the St. Louis Wheel. We've got the Union Station Hotel. Uh, we have um, the uh, the St. Louis Blues playing at the Enterprise Center and St. Louis City SC kicking off their inaugural season in 2023. It's just, it's it's going to be an exciting time. And I love that our sports are all in our downtown area and that, and I can't wait to see living on Washington Avenue. I can't wait to see, and I'm starting to see more businesses pop up on Washington Avenue. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I'll give you an example. It's just this past weekend, uh, we had the WWE Royal Rumble uh, at uh, the Dome at America Center. More than 44,000 fans came in to watch the Royal Rumble. So that was happening at the Dome. The Blues were playing over the course of the weekend, probably attracting another 17,000, 18,000 fans. Downtown was alive. It was a buzz. I can't wait to see hotel occupancy that I get. I get that on Wednesday for the week prior, but I guarantee you last Saturday night, we probably exceeded uh, expectations when it comes to uh, St. Louis metro area hotel occupancy. So it supports hotels, particularly in the downtown core, but it creates compression throughout the entire region when we have events downtown. So St. Louis City is, in, pardon me, St. Louis County is impacted, St. Charles County, Metro East is impacted as well. And then all those bars and restaurants, those frontline hospitality workers are supported. They're going to all those places. I mean, you should have seen the line on Saturday afternoon at 4.30 when doors opened. Was, okay, and then you were talking about Sugar Fire. That, yeah. Like the, it was insane, the line at oh, I Sugar know. Fire. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which that line is already insane. Yeah. Now bring all these people into yeah. town. I mean, and barbecue, I mean. Well, well my friend uh, Charlie uh, Downs, I'm sure, was, uh, was enjoying the line standing outside of Sugar Fire. Uh, and it was probably also over at High Point as well. Uh, but yeah. it was supporting all kinds of restaurants and and bars throughout the urban core. And these events are really important to not only uh, bring people in, St. Louis's in that don't live downtown to experience them, but 
they um, provide us with the opportunity to uh, engage and entertain people that may not have otherwise come to St. Louis. Let's look at the WWE again as right. an example. We had people in from the UK and Germany that were big wrestling fans. Really? And yeah, yeah we saw the, their zip code show up in the Ticketmaster data. And I met a couple of them who actually were reporters. In some cases, they were actually reporters that were reporting back to their, their home countries uh, about the action that was happening in St. Louis. So we see that as the leading edge of economic development. Uh, when we bring people in and we expose them to St. Louis, when they're coming here for an event, they didn't necessarily decide to come to St. Louis. They decided they wanted to see that event or they wanted to attend that convention. Somebody else made the decision about right. booking right, St. Right, Louis right. and they decided that they wanted to attend that event. And that is so enormously important for us uh, because let's face it, when you look at economic development, you're not going to move a company here if you don't want to first come here and spend a weekend, right? True. That's so, so you very come true. here and you have a great experience and it's like, holy cow, this is amazing. And it gets deeper from that point on. And again, so much to, well, okay, wait, there's another one. Clementine. Yes. Which I hear, rumor has it, that they are going to start doing vegan ice cream. Oh, I. That's, I, I, my mother told me this. She had heard this and I was like, ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, my favorite flavor temptress, uh, Tamara Keefe, uh, is so incredibly innovative. She's an amazing entrepreneur. Um, and they're going to be opening up a new location. And I, I can't share exactly the details okay. because it hasn't been formally announced, but she's a member of our Civic Pride Foundation board, and she effervesces energy and enthusiasm about this community. You know, she didn't go to high school here, uh, but <laughs> she brought a, she built a company here that is now taking off with more and more locations. She's building a new kitchen, and the new kitchen is going to be where they make all the ice cream. Oh, and nice. And we're going to go out, Mish. We're going to experience this kitchen in December of this year. I so can't wait. It, it'll be a lot of fun. Ice cream. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Even in December, I will take ice cream. Well, so I have some fun questions for you. And Shoot. thank you for sharing all that. And I I love what you, I mean, thank you for what you guys are doing because I love this city. All right. I did a little bit of stocking. I want to know. What is a certified creative facilitator? Oh, that's a really good question. So in my job, I'm the chief marketing officer of Explore St. Louis and the executive director of the Civic Pride Foundation. So um, I need a, a team. I work with a team of people inside the organization, but then I also work with a lot of talented people outside of the organization too. And a certified creative facilitator uh, is our credentials and techniques that are used to generate creative solutions to problems. And there are all kinds of ways that we can engage both sides of our brain. Nice. Um, and and if, you, if you tell people and if you, if you put circumstances and structures in place that, uh, that assure people that they're going to be safe and that there are no bad ideas right, right. and that you can say whatever you would like. And then let's do some abstract um, uh, brainstorming. And, and for example, uh, let's look at our problem and put it or our challenge and put it in a different context. And I've got cards that I use. I have a bunch of techniques uh, that I can deploy that help people 
uh, pardon the cliche, Mish, but help them think outside of the box. Well, we need right. to liberate ourselves from the constraints uh, that sometimes um, uh, we can't see beyond because we can only um, see as far as what has been done in the past. But when you um, encourage people to look outside of that, uh, you can find just amazing solutions to challenges. Well, you know, and I love that you said you know, every idea, take, just say it. Don't, you know, no, that, that safe space. Because sometimes your weird outside of the box idea may not be what everybody lands on, but it, it gets people's brain. It's like, oh, it sparks these different parts of the brain and it gets people to move into lots of different directions. So just saying it is, is what you need to do. Like, don't hold Absolutely. back. Right? Yeah, conformity is an hierarchy are, are, are very antithetical concepts to creativity. And uh, I actually uh, am a doctor of uh, management and leadership. And as part of my doctorate, I studied the antecedents of creativity. Uh, and one of the most important antecedents uh, is what they call leader member exchange, the relationship that the leader has with their subordinates. Right. Uh, and when it's robust and it's characterized by trust and mutual affection, you get better results, not surprisingly. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I just had to know that <laughs> the inner workings of that title. Um, all right. And then my other question for you is now, at I'm sure at America Center, there have been so many different types of conventions there. Talk about some unusual, like we've been... We, the people of St. Louis, may think, really, there's a convention for that? Oh, <laughs> my Because there's goodness. a convention for everything. There, if, if you look up Gail's um, encyclopedia and you start looking at uh, the, the different types of associations there are uh, across the United States and around the world, it's staggering. So associations are built right. to meet. Uh, they meet around uh, shared values and common causes. And we have a good number of associations that come to America Center. And one of them uh, that, uh, that just recently came through was the American Association of Public Works Professionals. These are the people around the United States that look after public works, our roads, our infrastructure. And obviously ah, infrastructure is a really big, big topic with deal bridges now. right now. So Especially. we actually had, yeah, we had a, members of uh, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, St. Charles, um, MoDOT uh, were in attendance and their peers from around the United States. And one of the cool things that I saw uh, during the recent uh, convention that they held at America Center is that they actually had a setup in the dome where they were using different apparatus like uh, backhoes and cranes uh, and they were uh, showing their agility of, of maneuvering uh, these large pieces of equipment by doing very delicate tasks. And it was absolutely fascinating. Interesting. They called it the rodeo. And <laughs> get it? I love it. I love it. Good. And, and it Sense was a, of humor. It was a competition and um, and it was emceed by Tom, Todd Thomas from the Cardinals and oh, uh, and cool. completely filmed. And and I thought that it was, it was ab absolutely fantastic. Uh, we had an Amway direct selling group in called LTD, Leadership Training development. Uh, they were in the Dome and America Center, but they did their general session uh, in the Dome. They had uh, nearly 35,000 people, half house configuration of the Dome, 
big stage show, big pep talk and rally. Uh, And that's the kind of activity that happens routinely at Between the Dome and America Center that a lot of people don't even aren't even aware that it's taking place because it's not a public ticketed event. Right. But it is so important to us because it fills tons of hotel rooms. Yep. Uh, it energizes bars and restaurants throughout the community, creates a ripple effect in compression all the way through St. Charles County and, um, and real economic impact for our region. And then back to what I said before, Mish, it uh, wins over hearts and minds of people when they come here. We actually survey... A lot of the attendees, we have an ongoing tracking uh, okay. study, and we asked them uh, how what their perceptions were of St. Louis before arriving and how their perceptions changed based on their experience. And we see a marked lift because they came here with um, perhaps no expectations or, or even in some cases low expectations. Right. And they left here thinking, this was really fun. We had a really terrific time. So those are just a couple of uh, examples. But um, we have, um, on average, about 100 events that take place every year at America wow. Center. And we welcome over 600,000 attendees. That's a net number. So uh, some of them will stay in multiple days. But that's right. the net number. Every year, on average, 600,000 folks. That's so crazy. And so then... Um I think one that I saw, so my parents live at 10th in Washington, and, and so they, they look at America Center from their, where their window is. And so they the parking lot, they always see, like, wonder what wonder what's going on now. Those people look interesting. Right. And I think one of them was, like, head around haunted houses. Oh, my goodness. Trans World, the haunt show. Yeah. And so that was, that was like, those people were all dressed kind of Halloweeny, and we're looking. I'm like, what? Wonder what's going on? We we figured out what it was. I was like, well, there, that makes sense. It was so interesting. It is a convention of folks that run haunted houses around the United States. There they come go. together, and it's 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 so it's so fun to walk through and to see all the zany. Uh, you know, caricatures that they create, uh, you know, the different ways that um, they attempt to scare people. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> they succeed. Yes. I don't go but you to know, them because you know they scare that, the heck out of me. That park that you were just talking about, I, I should mention to you that we have a major expansion that's actually underway right now. It's called AC Next Gen. And in that parking lot um, is is going to be a plaza. It's going to be a wonderful terraced green space, 80,000 square feet of outdoor space that's going to lead inside to a brand new state-of-the-art 61,000 square foot ballroom that'll be among the largest in the United States. Oh my gosh, how cool. We're building new exhibit space. Yay us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I mean, what what a conventioner and visitors commission or so CVC or CVB, right? Because some of them are bureaus. You guys are like the welcoming committee, yeah. right? You guys are the come here, do do your event here or, you know, whatever it is, your conference where come here to do this. And then while you're here, our hope we want to wow you so that you bring the family so that you come back later. And I have to think they go downtown and think, whoa, really? I mean, I look at the city museum. I, I consider that a great piece of art outside of my window, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, how can you not come here and look at that and go, I have to go in there. What is going on in this place? It, it blows everyone's minds. It's it's unlike um, 
it's unlike any other museum or, or tourism experience in the United States. We actually have people that uh, conduct uh, visits to St. Louis for the express purpose of going to City Museum to understand uh, the DNA of the place and how they could potentially do something similar in their communities because it, it is the warehouse of wackiness. It is the gift that keeps on giving yes. because Castley had put together so many plans that Rick Irwin and his team will be busy implementing over the next decade. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's just extraordinary and we're so proud of it. And that's just one of the world-class attractions that we have. When you think about kids and and the wealth of experiences oh, no that kidding. we offer. You've got aquarium, you've got city museum, you've got zoo, you've got Six Flags, you've got Magic House. We argue, Mish, that we're, we're among the best places in the United States for a family trip. Well, I yes, we absolutely are. And it's affordable because a lot of these places, the ticket prices are not what you're accustomed to at other, you know, in other cities, if there's a ticket price. And a lot of them, you can enter, you don't have to pay anything. You can pay to get some other additional things once you get there. But it has to be a really good, budget-friendly, happy place for families. Yeah. I, you know, we offer, simply put, everything that you expect out of a first-tier city without the downsides. Yeah, and parking isn't expensive. Parking isn't <laughs> and you expensive. Can find parking spots. We we don't we don't <laughs> you don't have to wait in line. Yeah. Uh it it doesn't cost an arm and a leg and so many attractions are free. I was just interviewing as part of our celebrity campaign. We've we've teamed up with the likes of Sterling K. Brown and uh Jenna Fisher cool. and John Goodman and Ozzie Smith and Andy Cohen and others. I was just interviewing comedian Nikki Glaser. I saw that. I noticed that on your Facebook page. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool!" Yeah, she was, she's incredible, and and she was uh, she was raised in Kirkwood, and she went and lived for a period of time time in New York and Los Angeles. She has come home to stay. She is building her career from the Central West End, and and her apartment, and she couldn't be happier. And she tells the story beautifully. I can't wait to send this interview and the TV spots that we've created out uh, because she's absolutely right. People sometimes, St. Louisans don't understand how good we've got it because our traffic is not bad. Our lines to get exactly. access to some of our best are not terrible. You want to go to one of your favorite restaurants tomorrow night, you can probably get a reservation. Right. You're not going to pay through the nose. It's going to be every bit as good, if not better, than first-tier cities. You can afford a house. I mean, I have friends in California that are were astonished when I was younger, and they were like, I can't believe you're like going to buy a house that's unheard of for us like that's so far off and I and I was thinking really you know but yeah we've you can afford to live here yeah my next door neighbor actually uh came from California and uh, and they have four kids and they bought a single family home uh, they could not afford that in California, no. and they're so comfortable. And I hear these stories time and time again. Yep. I was just communicating with our architect who's leading the AC Next Gen project, and we were having dinner over at 1111 Mississippi, and I was telling him about the painted ladies in uh, Lafayette Square. And I just, oh, I sent gosh. him a link. I sent him a Zillow link and I said, this is what I'm talking about. And it's so affordable. And it would have been, he lives in And they're in so Denver. beautiful. Uh -huh. And oh my gosh, 11-11, by the way, yum. <laughs> Good place. Yeah. Um, so I have one more question that you I ask it. everyone. Um, and I always have kind people on. So these, this is easy for them. But basically top of mind, 
any sort of kindness that you've witnessed, given, or received as of late? Oh, that's a great question. And I've got a perfect uh, example of kindness that warmed my heart uh, just last week in conjunction with the WWE uh, we had a Community Champions Showcase Outreach Day of activity that began going over to uh, visit with Jackie Joyner-Kersey, presenting her with a check and a championship belt for being a community champion. Oh, cool. We then went and saw Jessica Hentoff at the City Museum. WWE champion Reggie actually learned how to be an aerialist with Jessica at Circus Harmony. Oh, we then went to visit with Michael McMillan at a Head Start location of the Urban League on Jennings Station Road. We wrapped up the day honoring Ozzie Smith and PGA Reach uh, for their efforts uh, to make the game of golf more accessible to disadvantaged kids. Um, I finished the day and I went back to the office and I, I saw Kitty Radcliffe, our president. I looked at her and I said, Kitty... The next time I have a bad day, remind me about today. I love it. Man, I would have been pinching myself at the end of the day like, wow, okay, let me tell you the day I just had. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it well, was fun. Brian, I mean, I I so appreciate you and everything that you're doing and your team is doing. It's just, um, thank you. I mean, you know, for a person that loves the city as much as I do, just knowing there's all these other cheerleaders out there, all these other people that are, that are, you know, talking the, the good stuff, saying, look, we've got amazing stuff. You know, we've got amazing people, which these are people that we showcase on our TEDx stage. They're people from our area or, you know, they've done, are doing amazing work and, Thank you. No, it's my, it's my pleasure. And if anyone would like more information, all these events, yes, the, thank ex, you. the Explorer events are free. Yep. Uh, Schlafly is our beverage sponsor and Montel is going to be pouring some wine. And uh, so we're going to keep it all local. We're going to keep it all comfortable and low key. Not a lot of remarks, probably about 15 minutes, but you can go on to explorestlouis.com and go to our Civic Pride tab. And behind the Civic Pride tab, you'll see Explore Event Series, and you can register for free. For free. I'm registered. I'm registered to go to, to the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. I can't so wait to I'm see you there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian. And everybody out there, you have been listening to Mishmash. And please do, like, go to the Explorer Series. I'd love to see you there. I think we're at a place where we can hug again. So I'm going to go with hugs if we can, we can go there in our COVID days. But thank you. Have wonderful days. Be kind to everyone and love you. Thank you.